0: Gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling Art with Christings. <laughs> of Wrestling Up With Chris Things. I am Chris Things, your host once again this week and every week. Uh, We're back here for our match of the week edition of the show. Uh, The episodes where I pick my favorite match that I happen to watch that week. I make an art of it and we have a little chat-ski about it. Now, you might be saying to me, Chris, this show is just the match of the week at the moment. You haven't released any artist interviews for quite some time, and I would say, hey buddy, I don't appreciate the tone, but I'm working on it, okay? I am hustling, I'm putting the things together here, and I am lining up some very, very talented artists that we're going to be interviewing on this show. So, you stay tuned, because I think there'll be a very special announcement coming your way next week on that topic. So it's not just all Chris talking about his art. We we do talk to other artists, okay? Let's just put that out there. Now, uh, later on in this episode, we've got a very exciting match of the week to talk about. about uh, between Alex Shelley and Bandito from Prestige Wrestling... From uh from 2022, tremendous match, but more about that later. We got our, our little about what Chris has been doing segment. That uh, this is a thing now. I've, I've got some 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 nice little feedback about this part. I don't know why. I mean, it's nice. I'm not going to complain. But anyway, that's off off and away. Let's get to this. So uh, my week. So we came out of the uh, the big Oddities and Curiosities Expo, which again, as I mentioned last week, bloody incredible experience. Um, and I definitely am looking to do a whole lot more of that stuff. I'm kind of putting together my, my 2024 schedule at this time. So looking at to lock in as many of those in-person kind of events as possible. I think at this stage, looking at it, um for, for my art career that kind of stuff is, is really important just getting to have that kind of like in-person face-to-face opportunities where I'm, I'm getting to chat with the people that are you know digging my art and getting to talk to them about it because I mean any other artists out there I guess something that um you know we all should know is is that you know that we are the best Salesperson for for our stuff, really. And if we're not gonna gonna be telling people how rad it is, who is? You know, you can't just leave this up to bloody Bob to be telling people. You know, I mean, Bob might be a bloody great marketing uh, marketing dude. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to leave it up to him. No, you gotta be able to talk about your own art, you know? So that's something I'm I'm trying to trying to do. More uh, in person Chris thing stuff at twenty twenty four. I'm I'm working to lock that down. Um so we'll, we'll have some more on that later. Um a, another exciting um thing that uh, I've got coming up is I, I don't think I mentioned this on the, the show yet, but the, the new edition of way of the blade yeah i uh i am a, a published a very very a- appreciative um and proudly published author um my my first book way of the blade a uh, hundred of the greatest bloody wrestling matches in history uh, was it was such an incredible growth experience for me um i honestly think my, my art got so much better from having done that and the, the challenge of having done that um and uh, obviously just so cool as well to to be able to see that book in in so many people's hands and pictures and all that it honestly meant so much to me um so i'm i'm just beyond tickled pink to to be able to tell you about the the sequel to this um this isn't just any old, any old sequel either um we we may have more of a a traditional part two down the road, but this is a very special edition where it is a collection of the greatest bloody matches in AEW history. Yeah, um, so that is, that is sick as going through that project, you know, I, I'm right at the tail end of it now, but that was such a fun experience um, getting to, to watch all, so many amazing matches that you almost kind of forget about a little bit. We get spoiled a bit these days of how many red matches happen, um, but yes, yeah, so so cool. I, I actually had a little last minute addition between you and me uh, to the the book that we, we just had in the last week. So I actually got to jump back into the project after we all you know completed it and did the cover and everything, and uh, chuck in a couple more illustrations, which was quite fun to do. Um. So, so that was great. Um. I'd love to tell you which match and all that, but you know, gotta gotta stay a little bit hush hush on this stuff. Um. But we will have a lot more exciting details coming to you in the near future about the release of uh, Way of the Blade, the AEW edition. Um, in the near future, uh, looking uh, early, early 2024, when you should be able to get that one in your hot, hot, sweaty hands. Um, so keep an eye out there. That's been a real fun thing and then something that I'm, I'm super excited about to start the year. Um, uh, on that front, uh, we've got a couple of uh, Way of the Blade print skis up from the original book on the, the christhings.com.au website right now available to purchase and i i think um, in in the final lead up let's let's kick this into the next gear and then get a whole bunch more of those up i think build up that anticipation a little bit i think that'd be a good thing to do uh so way the blade and then the other thing that i've uh I've been working on is a, a very fun little project i've done a little bit of a, a collaboration project with the extremely talented wrestling video artist iq wrestler um where they have a highlight video coming up of to me possibly the greatest wrestler of all time terry funk so you knew that i had to be involved in this um so we're working together and i've uh, actually got some some artwork um, that's coming out with the, with the release of, uh, that, that highlight video, so I'll definitely be sending that your way in the near future as well, but super excited about that, um, you know, if you know anything about me and my wrestling tastes, you likely know how much love I have with the great man that was Terry Funk. Um, so yeah, just my privilege to be be part of that one, and uh, I hope I did Terry proud. Um, but yeah, that's a little bit of a snapshot for this week. I think that's enough of me, you know, uh, bullshitting on. Let's let's chuck over to uh, I believe I've got a gentleman on the line who wants to talk some Alex Shelley versus Bandito. All right, take it away, Chris. Okay. Okay. Let's get going with it. I have a gentleman on the line right now. Uh, I, I don't need to do quite as a big uh, elaborate introduction since uh, this is our kind of semi-in uh, semi-regular co-host at this stage. I would say, uh, but welcome back to the show, the former co-host of uh, Grown Men Watch This Shit, the esteemed Mr. James Vanderbeek.
1: Ooh. You use a you throw around the term gentleman pretty liberally, I suppose. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: maybe, but maybe. I
1: appreciate it. I'm gentlemanly, I guess, to a certain extent. Thanks for having me once again for your wonderful art and wrestling podcast.
0: Oh, thank you for coming on, my friend. Yeah, I've uh, I've, I've tried to um up the art bit a little bit in the last couple of episodes just doing a little sort of intro what i what i've been having going on with the art uh, deal um in my week kind of thing because a lot the time when we do these ones we just kind of talk you know about the, the match and the wrestling and such but i think it i think it's been a good vibe so now i think i'm, I'm finally achieving a little bit more in my uh you know my attempt to to do the, the wrestling and art, and I even have a a, a new um, artist guest for the the curator one that I got coming up shortly. So it's all it's all nice. popping, man. Hell yeah! Thanks, but no, thank you for coming back on, dude. I uh, always enjoyed our enjoy our chat skis. Um, how's your has life been, man? Oh, not bad, not bad. Uh,
1: we had our a recent SOS Pro Wrestling show this month, so I did some wrestling announcing live over the PA system, which is a lot of fun. Ooh. <clears throat> yep, we have uh, SOS. It's been kind of, I don't know if I've talked about it here yet. I may have.
0: I don't uh, think you have.
1: Oh, sweet. So it's a professional wrestling company, and the whole... It's kind of fun and silly, kind of like this old company I used to watch called Three Two One, kind of a I similar spirit. 3,
0: 2, 1.
1: Yeah. So uh, the whole gimmick of this show is everyone, even myself included, we're all stranded on this island and can't get off, and all kinds of wild shenanigans <laughs> so occur. So this is
0: this is the Gilligan's Island of wrestling.
1: Essentially, yeah. Essentially, we have a uh, like a whole group, like a secret cabal that runs the island w- with masked or not masked henchmen but uh hawaiian shirt clad henchmen who just kind of hang out called the island boys and they get they're basically the cannon fodder for the main bad guy who's dante smythe this goth guy and i do yeah announcing me and my buddy cody um, that sounds kind nice. of a mixture of play-by-play and color commentary at the same time because we're doing jokes and also calling moves
0: oh yeah nice that sounds tremendously uh ridiculous i love it
1: yeah the last show it was called land of the lost and we had a a wrestler who is half man half shark wrestle a monkey uh was so that that was you we know a kind distant, of cliche
0: a distant relative of john Tenta.
1: <laughs> this gentleman's name is Derek jaws so i don't think so but right. a big guy nonetheless
0: well i hope that he got a, a a tattoo to represent his love for sharks and wrestling for this character <laughs>
1: he's going to need to he's he's a recent addition to sos roster so maybe if he you know really falls in love with his half shark side you know a, a tattoo would be in order
0: i dig that i dig that so uh but so for yourself with the announcing duties so is yeah. this uh so you're doing commentary as well as like the ring announcing kind of kind of dig. uh i meant i should just say i'm just a commentator.
1: Announcing is actually handled by our boy young Fuego. But did I get to even do an entrance? Cause we start off where Fuego comes out, you know, gets everyone hyped. And then I get to do an entrance and I come out to fame by David Bowie, you know, because I'm and I go by James Vanderbeek on the thing. So it's kind of like I am using fame as because he's a celebrity, this James Vanderbeek character. But uh yeah, man, coming out to your own entrance music even as a non-wrestler, is something everyone in life should experience. And hunt. unfortunately, they will not.
0: Oh, are, you, are you doing high fives on the way to the ring? I, oh, high fives. One time I
1: started shaking everyone's hand and I'm like, oh, I've committed to this bit. And I had to <laughs> shake everyone's hand in the front row. I'm like, oh. That's fantastic.
0: <laughs> just just uh, pull out your inner Nate Web and like, take six years on your way to the ring. Shake every motherfucker's hand coming out yep.
1: there. I didn't want to make anyone feel slighted. <laughs> yeah.
0: I love it. Yeah. I love it.
1: It's but yeah, we do it once a month. Uh next one is uh early in January. So we're on IWTV. So if you have it, you can check us out. SOS Pro Wrestling.
0: Oh shit, everyone. Get on that if you want some some <laughs> Gilligan's Island wrestling. Goodness, that sounds fantastic. Mm-hmm. So question for you, uh on yes. like the commentary side of it. Have you got any kind of like commentary colloquially colloquialisms uh that you've kind of come up with uh, any kind of like guerrilla monsoon-esque kind of things any any jesse the body uh you know catchphrases that you've got going yet
1: not quite yet uh but there's one thing we do on this little island that is kind of fun is anytime there's a weapon or something we always describe it as an Island is such and such. So like if it's a door or a chair, it's the island chair or the island door. So on the commentary, we go, he hit him with the island chair and everyone in the audience will then go island chair. <laughs> and it's a lot of fun. Cause you could, get, people love to play along. So you could like, he hit him with the island trash can and everyone will go island trash can. It's ridiculous. What people pick up on like one time, Oh, I go, ooh, salty cardboard, because somebody hit somebody with an a, a empty box of popcorn and hit him in the face. I go, ooh, salty popcorn. And everyone started chanting, salty cardboard. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? You guys are weird, but this is a
0: lot of fun. Lovely. Now, is this in uh, in Tacoma?
1: Yeah, in Tacoma. It's, there used to be a different uh, commentary person, and he stepped away, so I filled in a role because I had previously... Uh, did lead commentary when their lead commentary guy couldn't fill fill in so now i'm with him as a team and we do it once a month and it's literally seven minutes away from my house so when they asked me if i wanted to do it i'm like as much as my nerves were telling me no i'm like i can't say no to this opportunity especially with how close it is it'd be ridiculous it's
0: a dream just from a laziness perspective my gosh you can't turn that down
1: Hell no. <laughs> it's like your dream, one of your dream things to do, wrestling commentary, somebody's offering you the opportunity to do so, and it is a stone's throw from your home. Please go do this, dumbass.
0: Yeah, exactly. Man, well, that sounds lovely. And I, I assume with the whole fun kind of uh, interactive vibe going on there, that the alcohol is flowing freely at this event.
1: Indeed, indeed. We have a bar that's typically sponsoring some sort of charity action that's going on. Hmm. Um yeah so we we put into the com- community as well and I want to make sure I mention my commentary partner he's Cody Please. Von Whistler. Cody Von Whistler he was also commentary at 321. He does a lot of commentary for local wrestling like Prestige that we're going to be talking about. He's not on this show unfortunately. Um, DOA and other local wrestling companies. So he's all around everywhere and kind of my safety blanket like I feel totally nervous doing it when he's not around because he's so good. And it kind of leads me along when I get nervous. So, yeah, he's awesome. Well,
0: that's what you want. That's what you want in a commentary part. You want someone to bring yourself out of yourself, you know?
1: Yeah. One of the keys is, like, so you don't even know is, like, literally just sometimes asking for or throwing their name at the end of a sentence so they know to jump in. And, like, it's that easy. It's like, yeah, just it's almost like a touch on the shoulder. Like, hey, here, time to throw something in, bud. Yeah
0: is there anything that you um noticed that like from doing this uh live commentary that you've noticed a a particular challenges that you never really kind of like thought about for other wrestling commentators until you were wearing the shoes um
1: i still bust balls about mispronunciation but that stuff happens very easily like All wrestling commentaries, that's like one of the things I mainly make fun of is if they fuck something up or say something stupid. But it's so easy to do that stuff because you're just literally, there's no script. You're just spitting shit out. Any random wrestling cliche that pops into your mind. No, You're working out there live, brother. And then fucking, you don't want to like inadvertently say something too harsh where the wrestler gets annoyed. But most wrestlers are cool and they play along with the live commentary. I always suspected a lot of them wouldn't like it because they feel like these guys are trying to get over with their humor when we're trying to wrestle here. But everyone seems pretty cool.
0: Yeah, nice man. That's delightful. Um, it's just kind of funny that I—I uh, I mean, you were the first person that I thought about with this—this this match of the week uh, being in your kind of your home turf, this uh, Pacific yeah. Northwest region. Um, this was actually the the first. Um, match that i would really uh yeah, watched of um of prestige wrestling i've heard like quite a bit about it and you know they've actually got some some great looking stuff on and they they seem and they've broadened their horizons all the way down to running shows in in la as well is that right and on the other coast man they've they've ran shows uh i believe on
1: the east coast before they've gone to montana they're kind of like uh portland or oregon's defy wrestling but they lean even a little bit more into like the sports entertainment fun stuff, which is kind of rad. Right. Um I dig that like their, their promoter is sometimes like running angles on Twitter with a wrestler. Um They kind of did it like a conjunction shows with wrestling revolver where he was kind of feuding with Sammy Callahan. And I like, I think that is fun. I, I enjoy when they can, you know, take advantage of the sports entertainment side of things.
0: Yeah 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 offers a little bit of something for everybody. I mean the big thing that I noticed about them is um like just putting to I mean being prestige wrestling they are putting together some real like indie dream matches um you know like a lot of your companies um you walk a fine balance of like having the more experienced um you know big name talent that you're bringing in uh versus you know you you obviously want to give your your locals a, a good bit of um a good position as well Um yeah and obviously give them, them more experience and all that kind of stuff uh so it's kind of a fine line somewhere but i i don't think prestige by looks does a good job of that because you do have a lot of up-and-coming names but then you do get you know a, a fucking stellar match like alex shelley versus bandito for the prestige championship
1: yeah he uh they actually also started running shows that are sp- just recently specifically about featuring a lot more of the local talent against the local talent. so yeah you're 100 right they got the interesting fly-ins plus focusing on the local guys without just having the local guys doing the job for these fly-ins
0: yeah yeah for sure i mean that gets uh pretty old fast and the the same way i guess sometimes you do it the other way around of the the fly-ins there to put over the local talent every um, single time you never see him again kind of thing yeah but i i think it's good i mean they've got um another so the roseland shows these are just the the ones that the, the Roseland Ballroom in um in Portland, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like their big show. Like they build to the Roseland shows.
0: Right, right, right. Yep. Yeah, yeah, cool looking um venue. I I really dig anywhere that's got like a nice kind of balcony. You know, a bit similar to that um the the defy venue that you're always you're always shouting at.
1: Washington Hall, yeah. Uh, I actually I saw three eleven at the Roseland. I've never seen wrestling there, but I saw three eleven. It's pretty sweet for my three eleven fans up there.
0: <laughs> I i you go, like you down with three eleven dumb here. I didn't even know what three eleven is. I'm a fool. What is this? The band three eleven, you're unfamiliar with Oh my goodness. I am That's very unfamiliar. Oh man. Shoot. I've been living from... under a rock good sir they're like
1: these jazz guys who started this reggae uh rock rap fusion thing that kind of i I guarantee you've had to have heard songs from these guys before 311 all mixed up right um uh amber is the color of your energy Mm. (laughs) champagne (laughs) goodness gracious I'm definitely brutalizing. I will. I'll uh, have
0: to do some homework after we finish recording here. and, and I find it uh, crazy that right. they didn't, I didn't, did like, oh, it yeah. didn't penetrate Australia. That's, they're worldwide, man. I mean, we. Is this like uh, current music, a little little bit old? No, while? this is what 90s. Kind of yeah, it's, it's, my, it's 90s, like 90s music. Okay, sick. Well, we'll see. I'll, I'll let you know. I'll we'll get back to you. Um, but uh, back to Prestige of You. Been to one of their shows before?
1: I have not. I've only watched it online. I can rarely
0: get anyone
1: who wants to roll down there who isn't already booked on a lot of the shows because I'm friends with wrestlers, so
0: I don't, I don't want to drive right. three
1: hours alone and then three hours back that night without some company. And I can't get anybody to go down there. Yeah, do you go to Portland much? No, no, not to, not too often. Every once in a while, I've gone to a couple shows. And uh, back in the day, I used to take road trips down there with friends for just like the 311 i mentioned previously or other concerts mm-hmm. but no not for wrestling too much i followed down for defy maybe three or right, four
0: times right. yeah it was a bit of a um a geographic lesson for me when i came out your way uh, that time uh, geez a few years back now but i i went to portland because i'd always wanted to, to check it out um and then made the i think i caught a train from portland up to to you in um in seattle um beautiful train ride might i say i'd highly recommend that for anyone making the commute um but yeah i was i was a little bit surprised how far yeah i'd I'd go by
1: train if again if uh, somebody to go with me i'm adhd as hell so i'll be sitting there going out of my mind bored as fuck like somebody talk to me i'm all alone
0: hey the magical scene of professional wrestling man i'm sure someone would be there to to have a chat you know ordering a beer together get talking
1: i am not like you friend that just wants to strike up conversation i guess we would have never been friends if you had not actually spoken to me first because i'm not the guy to go up to somebody (laughs) hey man what's your story (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh well thank you for saying that but i mean i i can have my moments too you know i think we all can kind of sometimes get in a bit of headspace where you just feel a little bit weird at a gig or whatever and you're like oh i don't want to bother that person i don't want to yeah that person. for but sure most of the time everyone everyone's what they're gonna be like oh Sir, you're embarrassing both yourself and me by trying to start a conversation here. (laughs) People want to have a chat. I'm not afraid somebody's (laughs) going to be a big dickhead. I just, that'd be so funny. He's like, sir,
1: (laughs) please move on. This conversation is not going to continue.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, man. prestige is so close i need i need to make it down there yeah yeah for sure i mean if i was if i was your way i'd be i'd be hitting up portland as frequently as possible but man you got a you got a whole last scene going on there now between um i guess west coast pro uh how far is um san francisco from that region uh i mean it's Uh, That would
1: definitely be a plane trip, more than a car ride, so quite a bit. Uh, It's a three-hour drive to Portland, so if you're going to drive down to San Francisco, I imagine it had to be like eight hours, if not more. Um, I'm not sure 100%. I'm not a big world traveler. I'm a homebody, friend.
0: (laughs) That's kind of a bit similar to where I'm at in Brisbane, you know? We're we're up here to go down to Sydney. That's like about an eight-hour or so drive um there's some things in between but you know not a not a heck of a lot but yeah i mean honestly i'm not leaving uh brisbane all that often either so can can relate but yeah i kind of forget like how far away these things are from one another when i look at it over there on a map i'm just like oh yeah you're all just like tucked up there in that you know north north california pacific northwest little little region right
1: yeah, and I severely underestimated how far it is to San Francisco. Looking on the good old Google machine, it's like 14 hours, so that is a hell of a drive. Fuck.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no thank you. <laughs> Man, why can't we just have, you know, those, um, like, Japanese bullet trains that can get us everywhere? That that should be no more than, like, a three-hour bullet train ride hell
1: yeah fucking a bullet train it up scary as fuck but i'd do it um yeah but still even up in seattle we've got quite a few wrestling companies got defy and then sos and then the company i used to work for without a cause has rebranded and came back as peak sports entertainment and they're back up in everett so we still got quite a bit of local wrestling
0: Man, that's a whole bunch compared. to... Uh, first time I ever remember hearing about Pacific Northwest wrestling scene was um, hearing like Brian Alvarez talking to uh, to uh, fuck what's his name um, the the father of uh, the the young man who's doing a lot of rad shit in uh, AEW uh, Nick uh, Buddy Wayne Buddy Wayne yes
1: um,
0: yeah Brian Alvarez talking to Buddy Wayne about kind of the the um, pacific northwest scene at the time and i guess the the dying remnants of what used to be an awesome territory with um portland wrestling um and then it being sort of like a just this this um almost like scene that was so hard to try to break out of for a lot of the dudes in it um and uh it would be a lot of kind of local talent not many shows and it was so hard to try to break out of that Pacific Northwest bubble, but um, now it sounds like so much stuff going on.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty awesome, and a lot of that has to do with uh, the aforementioned or previously mentioned three, two, one, and defy just kind of stoking the flames and all the embers, and eventually it caught a lot of fire out here. And people want to come out and wrestle out here. We just had GCW, we've had AW run out here recently, so yeah pretty rad.
0: Awesome. I'm I'm happy to see it anywhere um, where you see sort of a, a scene kind of light back up again. It's it's really cool. But man, I um I would love to come out your way here again sometime. I'm kind of looking at my my 2024 schedule, um looking to see if I can maybe lock in some some expo kind of things where I could uh, sell my my wares at um coming up next year and i was just wondering whether i might be able to squeak in a little little seattle visit perhaps that'd be dope if you can make it out here uh, you probably wouldn't want to stay at my
1: home but you have a place to stay if you need i'm just not close to the city and i know you'd probably want to enjoy the city
0: oh, i mean you, you, you could do both i'm all up for saving some money <laughs> <laughs> there you go we got a crazy dog on the podcast hidden. Yeah, yeah, another yeah. another run in from the dogs as uh as the listeners if the the grown men watch this shit podcast would <laughs> would remember fondly. Um but yeah, dude, we have a a match to to talk about here. Um so this was it'd been one this uh, Alex Shelley versus Bandito match. Sometimes you have a match that's been on your on your watch list for a little while, you know, um where you you're like, I, this seems very up my alley. I definitely intend on watching this. And then, you know, life gets in the way. And then somehow you're like, how has it been like more than a year since this was added to my watch list where I still haven't seen it? And that's what happened here. I was, I was gone through my tabs um, on my desktop computer. And, and might I make a, a really a bad admission? Um, I... I'm a maniac when it comes to having too many tabs open all at once. Uh, just, just between, you know, just quietly.
1: Wait a minute. You're going back um, and seeing tabs that were open a year ago still on your tabs right now? And this is not a bookmark.
0: This yeah, is man. an actual open tab? <laughs> yeah, this is the fuck up Because <laughs> I, I have, I sometimes will go through and, like, you know, do a tidy up, change, save those tabs into bookmarks, but the thing that happens when I do that is, I'm never fucking going back to that bookmark. You know, out of sight, out of mind, dude. Well, how was that not with the tab? <laughs> so, like, once it's gone, it's gone. So I, oh, never mind. Well, I with the tab, at least I, at least I have the bit where I'm like going through, and I'm like, man, this fucking like eighty-two tabs that I got open is not going good for my computer right now. I got to do some tidying up, and then when I do some tidying up, I'm like, oh shit alex shelley versus bandito That's <laughs> what watch <Holy> that <laughs> yeah
1: the, uh in the show the commentary team was talking about how this is a dream match in most places and then they mentioned on the same commentary that this match has occurred other places in the country i'm like is it still a dream match at that point in time chris i feel maybe it
0: can be because i mean the, the people still haven't seen it different different territory right Dream there you go 100%. For, the, for the the territory for sure um mm-hmm. i think this one only took place once uh prior to this uh at uh pwg from my research um the late the prior year on the 21st of november of 2021 um and then we had this one actually speaking of pwg
1: oh Mm. Jordan, one of the commentary team members. Do you remember him from PWG? He was that little kid with blonde bleached hair that was hanging out with us a lot at both Reseda and also later at the Globe. Oh shit! Do you shit. remember that little I gentleman? I see
0: his face. He Did was a little face, hyper, super hyper. hyper I like
1: I think he was like twelve or fourteen, and like just hanging out and <laughs> so personable and like charismatic. You're like, this kid clearly wants to do something in the world of broadcasting. But yeah, now he's a commentator for a bunch well, of that's
0: places. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. That is that is the great journey of what is um independent wrestling, right? Like, it just people flow on from just coming to the shows to working their way in, and then, you know, the sky's the limit.
1: Yeah, and then Colin matches for, personally, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, uh, Alex Shelley. So that's pretty fucking cool for him. I got to call an Alex Shelley match, too. I feel pretty sweet. Oh, shit. What was that one? Uh, Without a cause, Alex Shelley versus Daniel Maccabe. I'm not the greatest commentator, but hey.
0: Oh, man. That sounds like it would have been tremendous. The match was tremendous. Yes, indeed. I I have a feeling there would have been some absolutely lovely uh, technical wrestling and submission work going on in that bad boy.
1: You would not be wrong.
0: I would have been honestly shocked if they just decided, you know what, we're going to do a match without a single submission move in this. It's all Smash Mouth. Please that they didn't. <laughs> just a lot of kicking and punching. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But man, Alex Shelley, for sure. I, um, I've i been a big fan of that dude since, uh, I want to say, when I first saw him in, uh, in Ring of Honor, uh, back in the day, that, that sort of um, Gen Next uh, era. Uh, and then just uh, popped off to to be one of my favourite dudes in um in TNA back in the day, Paparazzi Productions, and then of course the Motor City Machine Guns just having like such a, a massive effect on the overall direction of of tag team wrestling like up till now. Like those dudes, I mean, I guess they. What what do you think? Like in a sense, they do get a lot of flowers, but at the same time. They somehow still feel underappreciated to me. What
1: is that? I agree. It's because they're so good. And even though people do put them over a lot, it's still not enough because they're both so tremendous and their tag team, like the chemistry is off the charts. It's and the first time I saw Alex was also an ROH, but he was like going by baby bear because he was in some gimmick where he was like, I remember this all around some chick. I forget who it was. It might have been. Lacey, or it might have been Daisy Hayes. I forget who it was. One of those ROH which early uh, female wrestlers. But, yeah, Baby Bear. And then, yeah, Generation Next. Oh, man, what a group. Austin Aries, Roderick Strong, fucking Jack Evans. Evans, and then you good old Alex Shelley. Whew, what a group. Too bad the fucking Aries is such a dope because that would be a great team to bring together again in AEW.
0: Oh. Man, even if it was just on one of like a, a bizarre um, WrestleMania weekend show, you know, they always want to do some some fun uh, throwback, get the team back together kind of shit or on a, you know, TNA show or something. Man, I, I would absolutely love uh, to see that. I mean, I I don't know. I feel uh, I don't, I don't, whatever with the, the Austin Aries stuff. But I mean, I always hope that people can. Get get back on the straight and narrow, and you'd be like, "Hey, remember I used to be a rad wrestler." I
1: I don't think anybody's ever said this guy is terrible at his job. They just think he's a dork as a person. But yeah, yeah, uh, I agree a hundred percent. I I still would think he'd be tremendous to see actual perform in the wrestling ring as long as he keeps his uh, mouth shut. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this match that we're watch- where we watched is a, a very very Alex Shelley match, and yes. I expected. A lot more lucha that we didn't get because it totally, yeah, it was a very, very Alex Shelley match.
0: Well, I'll I'll agree with you there, and I'll, I'll simultaneously disagree. So I'll give a, a little yes and no there. Oh,
1: I think, I
0: think we controversy. We, yeah, yeah, we were getting getting the um, I don't know something something there. <laughs> I jumped off that. I was going for some sort of saying, and I, I forgot I... it halfway. But whatever. Nice try. Um <laughs> Very professional yeah um yeah man so the i think while we didn't get like what a lot of people sort of uh envision as like your your classic kind of like lucha libre high spots um kind of kind of match of, of you know the kind of stuff we see from um like uh commander and um and uh, dragon lee or those kind of guys like you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Vikingo is like probably the the top top one of this example for yep. sure. Um, but like the sort of sub genre of lucha libre that I've come to to love the most, um, is uh, something called like y- yave style lucha libre or yaveo. Um, the grappling stuff. Yeah. So like that that um real submission-based uh version of of lucha libre lucky kind of stuff that you'd see like uh those awesome negro navarro versus solar matches or like a blue panther or hechicero or um you know any any of those kind of dudes skyder you know going going back to um uh shikara and and all that kind of stuff but so just that that awesome wacky um submission work that just is is so bizarre but so amazing at the same time and that was that was my favorite thing about this match or at least from the the early portion of this match i thought it was kind of like a yaveo showcase um you know right down to there was a point when um I think Shelley got, like, a, a cording hold with the arm, and then he um, took the other arm and wrapped it underneath and then almost had, like, a, a double one, which I thought was really cool. And then Bandito had this... Like, yeah, he had, like,
1: a double. He had an arm bar on both arms at the same time. Where he, and they're face-to-face. Yeah, that was an interesting lock-up.
0: Yeah, so cool. And then Bandito had a really cool counter to that, and there was a whole bunch of other stuff in this sort of, like, opening part to where I was just like, man, I just absolutely adore this this style of of um of lucha libre so much
1: yeah it was super cool uh yeah i i, I probably did miss misspoke because i was meaning more of the high flying i do know that there's plenty of lucha with the you know mixing up of the exchanges of the grappling and chaining all that together so yeah 100 percent, you are correct on that i was just with bandito's history I was expecting fucking bouncing off the walls. And no, he he and uh, he tried to show he can match pace with Alex as far as grappling technique is concerned.
0: Yeah, yeah. I thought it was so, so great. Um, but, I mean, to, to your point as well, this match and both of these guys are, like, such a great example of, like, the meshing of styles and different, like, interesting experiences, like, across the wrestling globe. You know, like you look at all of the different places these dudes have been from, you know, like um, from the the indies, of course, but through Japan to Mexican wrestling, um, just so many different places and and styles and and influences. And then it all sort of like comes together. And and like this match I thought was a really good example of that in that it sort of um, started out in this kind of like, you know, like Mexican uh, wrestling submission-based kind of approach and then sort of like devolved a little bit into more of a, a, a classic, uh, you know, modern independent wrestling style one with uh, yep. Shelly taking more of the, the the Rudo or heel kind of um, approach with some shortcuts and getting a bit more of his, uh, his rough stuff on. Um, and then, you know, going into the, the, the finishing sequence that had a, a lot of sort of like nods to sort of Japanese wrestling and just bringing the whole thing all together. And I don't know, it's it's a weird thing. I'd, I'd, I'd really love to, to see that. It's like we, I feel kind of lucky as a, as a wrestling fan when you see that kind of um, amalgamation of, of styles on display in such a high level.
1: And there's so many guys. Well, I won't say a ton, but there's a lot of guys who actually can do it nowadays. It's not... Like few and far between as so much as it was uh before ROH started out. Like we've kind of seen people watch the stuff that Alex Shelley can do and develop that into other interesting styles. Out, Al- this guy is such a trendsetter. Like, so many people owe their careers to just mimicking Alex Shelley. Yes. It's pretty ridiculous. Um that one one of the parts of this match that I thought was incredible was the neck bridge with alex like i honestly oh man i thought that would have been the perfect thing for you to have done art wise what did you do for this one i didn't even see it yet
0: i um so i know the exact spot that you you mentioned actually made made note of it that that sweet one where he was sort of like had him in like a um his legs were like tucked between his legs, and he had the the wrists um, going for like yep. a pin, and then he like and they kept doing shoulders,
1: the shoulders, shoulders, both shoulders back and forth. The ref trying to count him down, and then yeah, he bows up on his neck, and then the the commentary team attributed that to Bandito somehow. He's like Bandito bridges him up, like no Alex is popping up on his neck like a fucking badass, and then <laughs> with incredible core strength, he does a fucking sit up and gets right in the guy's face. That was so
0: cool yeah so rad um yeah the the one that I, I definitely was thinking about that for for what you were um for the potential moment uh, that i illustrated for this one um but i the point of the match that was quite early on that brought me like the most bloody joy was something so simple but um that that uh, spot where um Bandito has Alex Shelley in, like, a head scissors, and then Alex Shelley, that like picks him up to kind of get out of it, and then Bandito does that awesome, like, hip swivel um, headstand takeover um, from the, the head scissors. And it, mm-hmm. it was, like, so perfectly done, but even more so than that, the moment when you're like, this is a cool crowd, it got just a fucking insane pop. That I like absolutely adored, like the pop that this like head scissors headstand takeover got. Like it was basically got like a standing applause. Like someone just hit a fucking flipping runner off the top rope. Didn't or he something. hit a couple,
1: like two of those on him too? Yeah, like, back yeah, and yeah. Back? yeah, yeah. But like card yeah, was, cool.
0: was just so there for it, and I was just like, that was the moment where I was like. I am so invested and into this match and like the whole vibe of this especially like with the crowd being so into something so simple but so well done like that. So that was where I was like, all right. I think I think that's what I'm uh, I'm going to do for the for the match illustration.
1: Good choice. Yeah, this crowd was hyped. They ended up tipping the guy's mid-match like a bunch of dorks. Like, <laughs> like we wait until the end to do that part. Uh the referee quickly picked up the mummy. This ref, actually, he's a local referee I haven't seen in a while, but he is the one that I believe that got roughed up by the Parks up here at Defy. Remember that oh, story?
0: shit, I remember that controversy. <laughs> L.A. Park still hasn't been back to the territory after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Also,
1: one thing I noticed because he attacks the mat with his hand when he counts the three count. If you didn't Mm. notice, do you see how dusty? It reminded me of Lucha Underground, dude. (laughs) Like (laughs) dust, like came up like a cloud every time he hit the mat. It was wild.
0: I loved it. It was such a cool. It's so funny. That is the thing that I noticed as well, and I was like, man, I. I really miss Lucha Underground. I'm mean, almost thinking I wanted to do a Lucha Underground rewatch just by seeing the the uh, powder come off of the map. <laughs> Who cares if somebody gets staph infection? Every ring should be dirty. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Stop being selfish, guys.
1: Yeah, bastards. Uh, another part that I thought was cool because I you never ever see it is uh, toward the end. Uh, Alex. Countered a Mahistol cradle just by kind of saying nope, we're not going all the way through on this, and just stucks him. Like, I'm like I never see anybody actually stop the Mahistral mid-move, and he, he just did. He's like, yeah. Fuck this shit. There's yeah, like so
0: many little clever things like original ways of countering stuff that you see mm-hmm. from Alex Shelley specifically, because if like being just such a master, um, and it's just that like little things, and it's like I guess from sort of wrestling school there's certain ways that you're, you know, taught to counter stuff. And so a lot of the time we see guys just like do the exact same kind of counters. But Alex Shelley like really strikes me as the kind of the guy to be like, you know what? I I actually enjoy being creative with this kind of thing. So I'm gonna do this a little bit different. And I, and I really appreciate that. And I think that's something that makes him a really special wrestler to watch.
1: Yeah, it's cool, especially like your opponent has to be receptive to things that may kind of make them look dopey, in <laughs> in a way. And it, it's not the you don't look the most dopey when that occurs, but it's something that no one ever reverses this. How are you the guy that get this reversed? Yeah, but it's fucking tremendous and very creative.
0: Yeah, for sure. There was like a, a bloody beautiful series of counters into a um a seatbelt pin uh, by Shelly. That's one of those sort of like classic lucha libre pins. Um, but he just did it so well. And again, like a testament to the fact that this guy is just like such a master of all styles. Like he did it more as, if not more seamlessly than you'd see dudes do it in arena, Mexico.
1: And it's, we're kind of, you know, really fluffing up Alex here, but he is, it's crazy how he's just now, since he came back, uh, from his, you know, time off where he, I think he was focused on become like, a physical therapists but now that he's back everyone's like 100 percent giving him his flowers and he's getting titles and getting a good run back in uh tna which speaking of have we talked about how they're tna again that's fucking awesome i Uh, love
0: it the funny thing is it's one of those things where i saw other people make mention of it it's like have hasn't everyone kind of just been calling it tna this whole time anyway (laughs) and i know i'm guilty of that (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah you try to correct impact wrestling i meant no just say tna guys we're we're back to it so yeah Yeah. but yeah alex deserves all his flowers and he's really getting that and yeah getting an opportunity to actually call his match was uh i never thought i'd be a play-by-play or wrestling commentator let alone getting to call matches for guys i really really look up to and get to say hello to in the locker room so yeah big ups to alex
0: that's really cool man really cool thanks man Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, amidst all of this, and, and again, very happy to see uh, Shelly, like, on top in TNA, like, as the, the TNA uh, Impact Wrestling, whatever it was at the time, um, champion. Uh, I really enjoyed that match that he had with, uh, with Josh Alexander, by the way, on the yeah. Bound to Glo- Bound for Glory show. Um, but, yeah, so happy for, for him after taking some time off from wrestling and then coming back and just, yeah, doing not being on such a great run um but man i i don't want to um shortcut or short change bandito in any sense no either, sir no he way. is absolutely tremendous in this and and a thing that i made note of there was a point where um as we were saying sort of through the match when Shelly gets more of his his rudo on um and uh, Bandito's kind of fighting from underneath and then he gets this like sweet comeback there's a point where i was just like is are there any like pure baby faces like likable, pure baby faces as good as bandito in the world? I don't think i so. don't I don't think there's anybody
1: who dislikes him. Uh, he's a close personal friend of my friend John Kraft. Mm. and they he speaks the world of him. and I think this year would have been hot for Bandito if he didn't break his wrist and still is dealing with that fucking injury. So Yeah, I saw him post
0: about that recently. I was so so unfortunate. But I mean I I very much hope he comes back from that uh, soon. It sounds like the surgery went well.
1: I think we'd be giving the same adulation to him for his year if you know if that had not occurred. The guy is fucking tremendous. When he came to PWG, he just took off. Everyone fell in love with the guy because he got like you said baby face fire tremendously athletic the look is cool from his actual physique to the bandido mask like such an original thing so yeah he's got it he's got like the five point star professional wrestler he's tremendous
0: yeah for sure and he has like the awesome like in addition to doing these crazy beautiful like high spots and torneos and all that kind of stuff and obviously that the more technical side of wrestling that we're talking about. But then when he breaks out, that just, like, fucking strongman shit.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's like... crazy strong. He's crazy strong for a size. I was just about to say that.
0: So good. But, yeah, he was uh, just the perfect guy to come along for um, PWG during this, this like, latest kind of uh, incarnation of it when he, he came in. It was sort of almost like a bit of a transition period. Um, away from you know your dudes like ricochet and the the bucks and uh sexy chucky t and and all that kind of um version of you uh, know I mean, uh, walter and, and matt riddle and all that kind of dudes um i think bandito was the perfect dude to come along for the perfect time and i, I very much hope that he's a, a key part of it um as well whenever they get back up and running
1: yeah be tr- i mean i could not see him not being and then also you know if he's back in it- Tony Khan's going to want to run with that guy.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be such a missed opportunity to not go all all in with the push on on him. For sure. All in? I, yeah, I only realized I was doing a awkward <laughs> one, pun dude. Uh, as I said it. <laughs> At a moment where I was like, do I go all in or all out? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so intentional there. I'm a very clever, man. I love it. <laughs> Oh man, but um yeah, Bandito was just such a talented dude. Did you get to see any of his um promotion that he was running himself in in Mexico?
1: I did not. I was unaware of this thing.
0: Oh man, do I have a treat for you? Yeah, he was um I think coming out of uh COVID. He you start and when um ROH wasn't running anymore as or as much, um he started running his own promotion, Big Lucha. Um, and so he had his, uh, his yeah, the big Lucha gym, uh, associated with that. Um, and he had a, a few different guys that kind of like came out of that and, and did rad stuff. But, um, two of the main dudes that actually came from that promotion and from that school were, um, commander and gravity.
1: Oh, right on big Lucha gym would be a totally awesome name for a wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> just some dude big lucha gym just a redneck <laughs> with a lucha mask on fucking,
0: so killer <laughs> i'm big lucha big lucha gym you know you need
1: you what you need to do is one of these days find an awesome bam bam match to watch and then do art of and then i might have to be interested in purchasing such set artwork
0: Ooh, fuck yeah man i um i try to sprinkle some like a bit of retro stuff through it i mean i also like try not to think about it too much in that all it is is like you having
1: fun and then getting inspired by the fun you're having
0: yeah like i'm watching matches you know i'm always watching wrestling and it's legit just like my favorite thing that i saw that week but um yeah i definitely need to go back and, and watch some some classic bam bam i've i've seen a quite a few highlights of him recently in um his uh japan run mm-hmm. um where he had all that rad series i think like teaming with uh with dr death and um working team with vader for a bit too yeah yeah that crazy team of of vader and Beat bam bam big bad dangerous what a fucking name for a tag team oh tremendous i mean they had some yeah. great team names back at that time same same Giraffe era as, powers. oh that's exactly what i was gonna say you stole it out <laughs> so of good. my miracle violence connection
1: yeah like what the fuck are we doing these are fucking tremendous there was actually we're on the old show we talked about how the sendai girls there was a couple awesome tag team names like medusa complex which felt like in that vein the Mm. crazy awesome what the hell are they saying but it sounds badass and looks cool on a poster yeah
0: yeah for sure I uh I, I definitely want a big lucha gym T-shirt as soon as. Oh my
1: god! I should draw something. this <laughs> overalls, big fat dude, but still sweet lucha mask. Maybe it's just a mil Mascaris mask that he stole. No job, you know.
0: <laughs> Maybe it's a bit on the ilk of like the the FBI from you know uh, <laughs> Italy Italy by way of Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah,
1: I'm from Juarez, Juarez, Mexico. <laughs>
0: He accidentally wears his maga hat out and has to like quickly put that away. Yeah, he's also maga. That'd be so funny.
1: <laughs> he claims to be Mexican and he's also maga. Yeah, look at me. I'm a crazy. I'm
0: a. I'm a bad hombre. Is what I am. <laughs> so good, man. Why? Uh, why are we not on the booking committee here? Come
1: on. Oh yeah. Honestly, they, with SOS, because it is so fun and goofy, I, I pitched an idea, because we have a wrestler, and I'm going to go on off a tangent here, we have a wrestler named Casey Rasselhoff, and his whole gimmick is, he is a lifeguard, and then we've also had a wrestling show where we had uh, a Sasquatch the I'm not sure if you're familiar with our basketball team up here in Seattle, the Supersonics. We, they had a mascot, which was a Sasquatch. So we had him wrestle on a show. So I suggested we bring these two together, Ooh. form a team called Bay Squatch, kind of like Baywatch. And I pitched it, they might do it. So this character I made up when I was 19, this Bay Squatch <laughs> gimmick, which is a Sasquatch that's also a lifeguard. This is literally just happened by chance. It's something I made up a long time ago terrible lifeguard because a he's covered in hair so he can't swim very well he gets waterlogged starts sinking he goes mm-hmm. to the bottom poor guy number two if he does rescue guy big claws so you know he's trying to grab these people they're fl- flailing about he's shredding them. he's cutting them up dude he feels terrible <laughs> about it <laughs> but this is base watch so i like one I'm day like just that. came to me like i need to pitch this base is coming to sos i think
0: I would love to see it, please. As soon as it comes to fruition, I, I need to, to see the visual of this. I mean, the mm, uh, oh. uh, better be a, a quite a convincing um, Bigfoot outfit that they're wearing yep. underneath the, the Speedo, I'm assuming.
1: 100%. Yeah, we got a very, very good Sasquatch outfit. Uh, and then also... KC often has a fan along ringside, so his hair can blow in the wind. Just imagine this Sasquatch with all his hair blowing in the wind. Oh, it's going to be glorious. That sounds
0: so majestic. I love it. You're telling me, brother. Please. Well, um, finishing up on uh, Back to the Match, uh, did did you um, notice the absolutely beautiful... Um, standing pendulum stretch uh, into the Mahi stroll that um, Bandito did. Yeah, I,
1: I did love it. It was kind of, normally they do it the other way and he did it kind of backwards, which it, it gives it a cool, interesting look. Um, I was hoping he would walk into the corner and just started hitting his head against the, the turnbuckle because <laughs> that's a favorite moment of mine. But either way, it was awesome. And I like how the commentary team was like, he seesawed him around the ring. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was one of the moments I think the commentators definitely got the, the name of, I can't remember what they called that But they definitely called it not quite the right thing uh, But again I'm not here to cast, cast Stones, I'm not here doing commentary Without That's a net urgent. So yeah, yeah they're just doing their best No, No complaints here No complaints here um, and then, yeah, just i I thought the whole finishing stretch was was just tremendous and and so quintessentially alex Shelley, um and yeah, just that bloody, beautiful, like teasing the shell shock, and then finally hits the shell shock, only the two, then straight into the border city, fucking tremendous,
1: I will admit something a hundred percent. this is the first time I realized. He was called. He calls it the shell shock because his last name is Shelley.
0: Really, <laughs>
1: <laughs> it dawned on me this time because other people have used shell shock for news names like uh, Ryback, mm-hmm. but he's he has no shell in his name, so I never thought about it. <laughs> and then yeah, he is- shell shock. Oh, like, oh shit, Alex Shelley. That's
0: yeah, it's right.
1: It was right there the whole time, dude.
0: I always assumed that in addition to that, like it's a bit of a shout out to um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles
1: you know <laughs> that'd be so, that'd be, that i would love that that's awesome
0: i mean i just she's probably the part of that same you know generation as us so like 100%. there was fucking nothing cooler than teenage mutant ninja turtles back in the day damn right
1: my dogs are named bebop and rocksteady i love teenage mutant ninja turtles
0: yeah fucking tremendous i collected all the toys dude like even the the backboards to them, because you know that the action figures would come in. I would keep yeah. the backboards because, like, the art on them was so sick. I think that was one of the first kind of moments where I really kind of like was like, "Man, this is just visually fucking awesome." I remember, there was this as a fucking um a, a departure from the main thing, uh, please. But like, I, I should definitely mention it. I got so into keeping these like backboards of the figures that i remember being as a a kid one time um i think i got one of these figures uh when my i was at my nans and my cousins were were all over and they got a bit overzealous and they like opened it up with me and they like tore the backboard like (laughs) (laughs) in like so you know uh ferociously opening it and then I was, like, I got so sad. I remember being a kid and, like, crying because this, like, backboard was, like, (laughs) torn. (laughs) You messed up my cardboard. (sighs) And then I think, but this has the most beautiful story, uh, Mm the end. So then I think they realized that I was, like, so upset. So they, like, redrew the backboard on, like, the torn bit of it so like they they drew it back onto the board for me <laughs> they filled it in like the part that was gone yeah, that's yeah, awesome. yeah. so great oh uh, it's yeah. just like that is that is a fucking got went from being a real traumatic thing to just being like one of the nicest memories i love it <laughs> that's hilarious i know what we'll do we'll redraw it <laughs> <laughs> <These> little ossies <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, it's buddy, tremendous match And this was one that I also thought got even I, I messaged you when I was doing a rewatch of it Because I watched it the first mm. time when I drew it And I watched it again to get a little refresher for us to talk about it And um, man, even, even better rewatching it again um, It just like stands out so much more like Just the little things that, that these guys are so good at, you know
1: this actually, actually, after I watched it, I was like, I I may have watched the show previously. But yeah, the match was fucking tremendous. So even if I did have to rewatch it, I just watched it earlier before we chatted. And I'm like, no wonder these guys are so good. And at the top of their game, they're... And Alex Shelley, again, oh, I, I give you all the adulation in the world. And like, I'm not bullshitting. Everyone in wrestling nowadays owes oh, so much to alex shelley because if they probably used something that he did
0: yep yep no doubt um and also i I want to say that i think the most kevin nash i ever enjoyed in wrestling was also oh my involving gosh. alex shelley so dude, that's something another gift that he gave us.
1: hell yes those segments were so good yeah their chemistry together amazing oh my gosh yeah i totally forgot i gotta watch those segments
0: oh man i remember i used to watch i can't remember what it was but tna used to have like a web exclusive show where they would have you know borash just interviewing different people backstage and um have the the magnificent don west uh you know just shilling shit left and right fucking oh man uh all, all of the praise in the world for for don west um but i was so sad to, i mean obviously sad about how things happen but also happy to see him go into the hall of fame uh but that aside that i used to watch these uh, online um webisodes purely yeah. for the paparazzi productions uh segments so so tremendous
1: yeah uh, i It was especially good because it went, it subverted all expectations of Kevin Nash. Like his whole gimmick. I hate these little midget guys. And now he's like having the best comedy bits ever in wrestling, some of the best bits ever in wrestling, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. So, so great. But anyway, if anyone hasn't already watched this match, bloody watch it. It's for free on YouTube. Again, I, uh, I'd be shocked if um, you've listened to us talk about it for this amount of time and you haven't just already watched it yet. Um, but I'd also heartily encourage you to uh, check out um, internet, uh, independent um where you can see all of the prestige wrestling. Um, they've had a bunch of great stuff over this past year. I was looking them up like some of the top matches on on Cage Match. I bloody need to see the recent um, Alex Shelley versus Gresham match that they had. That sounded bloody incredible. Um, And then they've got their upcoming uh, Roseland 7 show that will be taking place on the 5th of January that has two matches that I'm very enthused about. Uh, We've got uh, Josh Alexander versus Timothy Thatcher which I think will be bloody tremendous, and a four-way between um, Mr. Shelley, uh, Chris Saban, Kevin Blackwood, and Alan Five Angels. That sounds very up my alley as well.
1: Something I saw uh, may have been a tease by Will, who runs Prestige. He posted a picture of Blitzkrieg and didn't say anything about it. What? Yeah, and so I I don't know if he's trying to work on getting that lined up, but if anybody could do it, I honestly think he could. So wouldn't that be insane if we saw Blue Craig in 2024?
0: I could not think of a comeback to wrestling outside of, like, fucking the return of Monty Brown that I would be more <laughs> than the return of fucking Blitzkrieg, dude. I honestly had
1: no idea who you were going to pull your... I thought you were going to say a dead person because it would be that crazy. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Monty Brown as well. That would be cool. But Blitzkrieg, I would lose my shit because I I count myself lucky enough to see a Blitzkrieg match live and in person.
0: Oh, jealous about that one, good sir.
1: Him and Juventud Guerrera at... Uh, Spring Stampede, I think.
0: Damn, Maybe that was, was one 90, of those 99 or something. Great, um, yeah, yeah, that was like probably one of the best things that happened during a bit of a, a bleak period for for WCW. But like all the Blitzkrieg stuff was insane, and that match was just so much fun. It's so yep. wild how we just had this insanely white hot period of just coming out of nowhere, doing a whole bunch of rad shit, and then being like, you know what, guys, I'm i I'm a bounce. Yeah, <laughs> not for me. <laughs> I mean, mad respect. That's like the oh, most sure. badass like, way to leave wrestling that exists. But
1: still. And everyone who, who enjoyed his work still is like, the, what could have been? Like everyone is like, what could have been with Blitzkrieg? And hey, I, I definitely think Will could pull it off. I might be just pulled this out of my ass because he just posted a picture of the guy. He didn't say anything. So fingers crossed.
0: I'm sure even if he just came to uh, sign some autographs, a lot of people would be very excited about that. But man, if uh, if that would have happened, holy shit! Holy shit! All right, well, I uh, think it's time to close this bad boy down. Um, did sure. you have any any other uh, closing thoughts on the on the match, good sir?
1: Um, no, I I just I please continue to make. Wrestling excuse for us to chat. um This was a tremendous match with two of my favorites, so you're making it easy in that regard as well. I'm not have to watch any trash.
0: Certainly, certainly.
1: Um, but no, outside of that, I don't have any do that. Yeah, yeah. Let me plug my socials. I mean, what was it? Oh yeah, hey. at James Vanderbeek. that I got back. Thank God. That, that was a dark period when I didn't have it. But yeah, follow me on Twitter at James Vanderbeek um same name on all the other you know instagram threads blue sky all that bananas and yeah um thanks chris
0: oh, dude it's my pleasure i uh, i get uh, a lot of joy out of having you on my friend and getting to do a little chin wag uh, it's always a good time and, and just you know i if i have a match like this i'm like hey this happened on your home turf of course you're gonna be the Fellow, i well,
1: uh, talking to so. Yeah, and also one more, one more plugski is SOS. Sorry to interrupt, but we mentioned IWTV no. where you can watch the glorious prestige. You could also watch us and listen to me call silly wrestling. Where sometimes we have an octopus wrestle Chris. Yeah, that's right, an octopus. Yeah.
0: Get on that! If you if you have a iwtv subscription going, why wouldn't you get your money's worth? An octopus, people.
1: Exactly, like that'll either totally say, "Hey, that's not wrestling for me," or that is wrestling for me.
0: <laughs> Tremendous uh well no uh thanks again man uh, i'll uh, give a, a few other plug skis uh, for, for supporting the show guys i I'm really appreciating uh how much everyone's digging it i heard some some really nice feedback lately um really appreciate that um, if you want to, to to go to that next level um, it, it helps a lot if, if you're officially subscribed to the the show uh on the the feed of your particular Podcast platform, uh, be that Apple or wherever else. So if you uh, search for Wrestling Art with Chris Things, make sure you're subscribed on there. Um, if you if you feel like doing a review as well, apparently that helps a whole bunch um so uh anyone that would like to do that would be be great and there's even a donation button on there uh I'm, i'm not asking for anything here but if anyone feels like shouting me a coffee i wouldn't say no um but uh you can check out all of the updates on the show by following uh at chris things on Twitter. Um obviously same Chris Things on Instagram where you'll also get to see all of my art stuff that I'm I'm posting. Um, and of course things.com.au where you can also buy the things and uh, check out a whole gaggle of other stuff I got on there. Lastly big thank you to the team at Social Suplex. Uh, they they keep the the generator going to where this this podcast can actually reach the airwaves. Uh, so you can check out socialsuplex.com. We've got a whole bunch of other rad wrestling podcasts on there too. Uh, we've got the One Nation radio. Uh, we've got Keeping It Strong style, the New Japan podcast on there. Uh, we had the young boy Josh Smith uh, co-host of that show on last week that was very fun. Um, and a whole bunch of other shit. so check out Social Suplex. Uh, but yeah, thanks again guys Really appreciate your time And let's keep this chugging on I'm very excited as well About a new Wrestling artist guest That we, we have on the, the show coming up shortly uh, So Keep your eyes out for that one But uh, thanks again guys I'll see you next week do the hammerlock I do the hammerlock
1: Already, hold on.